Hello and welcome to the Fit and Feminist podcast with fitness and nutrition coaches Lauren and Lindsay. Our aim is to educate and empower women to take control and rebuild confidence with their health, fitness and lives. We have the fitness facts and no-nonsense nutrition tips you need for success with a hefty dose of feminism thrown in. With top bands and massive oversharing along the way, we hope you finish each episode feeling a step closer to the life and results you deserve. If you'd like more of us or have a question you'd like answering on the podcast, you can message us at Lauren Randall Fitness and at Lindsay Wells PT and Nutrition. All right, let's get started. <laughs> Sounds like we just started on some kind of cartoon. I know. I'm trying to wake myself. But fire up. Vocal. <laughs> You're looking at me like, are you okay? Vocal exercises. Are you okay? How's your weekend? Good. Thank you. Ooh, good matching note. We should harmonize. <laughs> Sing we? our own intros. Should we be the singing podcast. Singing, the singing feminist podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Weekend was good. I celebrated birthday stuff with family this weekend. Because, nice. you know, if I didn't mention, I'm 30 on Wednesday. I did have a bit of a panic because <laughs> I was like, what? I haven't missed your birthday. I haven't missed your birthday. I was quite pleased that I hadn't. Wednesday, but with work and Poland on Friday, so we celebrate this weekend. So it's lovely. How was yours? I was in London and I ate the biggest pizza I've ever seen in my whole life. What's the time? I'm not sad about it. Well, it was a half and half. So the pizzas were so massive that Mm. we just ordered two between us, um, the four of us, and it was still a lot. so we have halvesy halvesed. Um, one of my my half had creamed corn. Mm. And, um, no, I bloody love sweet corn on anything. Mm. Um, and chorizo. Nice. And Emily had fennel and some kind of sausage. Quite me, quite me. But it wasn't like even though it was massive, it was really thin. Okay. Oh, I like so thick. I like a thick doughy pizza. Well, I think if that had have been thick and doughy, I would have managed one slice. Like to go it to was so big. Place. It was amazing. Um home slice it's called. I thought you were calling me that. Uh, home slice. You are my home slice, but yeah, it's called that home slice good. and it was amazing. And how was Les Mis? because I know you went to see that and I love it. Incredible. Yeah, bloody loved it. Um, love it. Yeah, they did actually. We were just um the <laughs> I just can never get over how um, selfish some people are. Well, like in audiences, like if you're going to the theatre, right, and the tickets are not cheap. There was a woman on a phone on our row. I could see a light out of the corner of my eye and I was like, what? What is that? And she was just literally scrolling. I was like, why are you here? Why are you here? And then just the levels of, um, (laughs) so there's a family with a child sat well, they'd sat that their children were in front, and the dad was sat next to me, and the mum was sat next to him, and the bo- little boy was like kept turning around and going, "What's going on? <laughs> Who's she? Is she dead?" Like I, it's a complicated yeah, one like, for a kid to be. Well, fair. it is. It's quite. A, but like, I mean, our girls were just like, but they yeah. were like. I'm not saying my kids are better than everybody else's because <laughs> 100% they're not. But they were like in the interval, right, hang on a minute. Right, so who's that and who's this? And we decided to call them Cassette and Panini. Cassette and Panini. Because <laughs> well, it was easier. When I went to see the movie when it came out years mm. and years ago, I went with my friend Carolyn and we left and I had been buzzing about this film coming out for ages. I was like, oh my God, how amazing was that? She was like, oh my God, that was so good. I just don't understand what happened to that guy at the beginning. And I was like, 
what guy? She was like, you know, the one that was like, looked down with like the skinny face and everything. I was like, Hugh Jackman. She was like, yeah. I was like, the same guy that is in the, the entire movie. She was yeah. like, oh my God, that was the same person. I was yeah. like, what film have you been watching? Yeah, like, what? what do you think's just happened for the last two hours? But I do think you need to watch it several times to really get it. Cause it yeah. is quite like, there's a lot of layers, isn't there? But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I've waited from being, so when I, <laughs> I did I did a song and dance to this to um on my own mm, when I was at high school. But at that time, like there was no internet really. <laughs> so oh like, my god, you're so old. Well no, there was not we didn't have it available to us. Yeah. Like we were still playing Pac-Man. <laughs> um and like we couldn't have afforded to go and see a show then. Mm. But like I had this CD that my mum had got me for Christmas, which had like, uh, it was like a musical. So there was like various different songs from various different shows. And that was one that I really liked. Um, So I did a a talent contest to it anyway. So it's like all of those years of sort of kind of waiting and Mm. and not having seen it. I was like, I'm so excited about this. And then for people to be opening like Maltesers Mm. packets in front of you and just like shouting, whispering, sneezing. Oh, <laughs> like hey. there was just bits of stuff where I was just like, oh wow, that's just really inconsiderate. You're like, I'm trying to get teary here. I'm trying to get into yeah. it. I did I did have a little cry on um Dream to Dream? No. Oh. Uh, dee, 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 oh really? Uh, I, I love that song so much. I can't remember bring how it him starts. Home. Bring him home. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. 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 Yeah. Great weekend. Yeah. Anyway, five minutes in. <laughs> five and minutes about Nothing food related. Yeah, well, so we got a really, really lovely email from a lady in Bristol over the weekend, which I was buzzing about. I'm interested to know how she found it. Is yeah, she a well, friend of a friend of a friend of a somebody uh, that listens? She or? didn't say so, I don't right. know, but I thought, this is so cool. Thanks for your really nice message. Yeah, that was lovely. So her question to us was about meals and protein let's read it out oh yes um any thoughts on high protein high veg suggestions or websites i can use to plan meals another curveball my husband is vegetarian um evening meals where i can switch out the protein for a non-meat slash fish option yeah yeah so our we have like a few go-to meals that we took out at people that are so easy to pack with loads of veg um like stir fries so quick so easy you can literally chuck so much vegetable in there chilies stews you can substitute for like meat subs or lentils and beans for the high protein veggie option um but something i've been talking to my clients about a lot recently is that it's less about finding the recipe that's going to match protein and cows and more what do you fancy eating and how can you create that meal that suits you so if you fancy a pizza how can you create your own pizza at home that isn't a thousand calorie domino pizza? If you fancy a Chinese, how can we make like a teriyaki or black bean chicken thing at home that still matches your calories and hits your protein? So it's less about having to reach out and get this set calorie, this set protein, and more, what do I fancy eating? And how can I recreate that in a way at home? It's a much more free way of thinking about food and what you can eat, because you can actually eat any meal you want and create it in a way that suits you. A little bit less rice, either the bread or the pasta for spaghetti bolognese, a lighter sauce in the lasagna, extra chicken on a whatever, like those kind of things. Yeah, or a veggie lasagna. Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, remember that veg will take on whatever flavours you put it with. So like you say, you know, if you're thinking I really fancy something like Indian spiced, well, Indian spice your veg. Um, And lentils, again, will take on 
a lot of flavor from whatever you put on them so it's you know you can add in those things um and lentils are a really good way of making sort of you know a shepherd's pie which is a a, a great thing to um, batch cook so you could take that for your lunches as well if you wanted to um don't demonize the p potato either white potatoes yeah. are absolutely fine um and you can get a lot of veg packed in there as well so, so for lunch ideas um doing a tray baker if like med veg as well would be a really good option mm -hmm. um like you've said stews um i think anything where you can batch cook a big pan of selected vegetables and then season in a way that you are going to enjoy it the most um and if you're the other option as well for your evening meals is to for you to do a base of a vegetable dish um and then add in if you wanted to your protein sauce there are like three really i think um beyond is it beyond me um vivera and what's the other one now meatless kitchen um some people are a bit weirded out by things that look like a burger but they're not a burger mm. um i'm not like the plant-based options i've not been really sold on many things mm. also i think a lot of them are like mushroom based um <laughs> lauren's making a face <laughs> so it also depends on I, I'll, I have tried some of them and my tummy does not like them so for whatever reason so whatever they've got in them um i would say like you've just got to consider your own digestion with that and uh adding in sort of um tofu satan that sort of stuff that's made with gluten uh, again you you it's kind of if you know you've got already got an issue with some products then obviously you don't want to be including those things but um yeah. Yeah, if he if he is quite, it depends on the reasons as well for being vegetarian or vegan, doesn't it? Like, if you do it and you it it's you don't want a burger replacement, then you're not really going to be inclined to do you know a veggie burger. You could make bean burgers for for mm -hmm. example, which are quite really easy to do. Um, but yeah, I think it's it depends on your reasons for that being um a part of your a part of his life and whether you want to include something that looks like meat or whether you're quite happy to just add in more higher protein vegetables which did mm. we did you say on there um yeah like edamame we put peas broccoli yeah. edamame all that kind of good yeah, stuff but also you know you, you can have the same base dish as your partner and if you want to chuck on a salmon in there or a mm -hmm. bit of chicken in there or a bit of whatever you want and then he has the same dish but without that meat or that fish element. sauce yeah. like that's absolutely you know fine yeah. as well just chuck on your fish if that's what you want um he doesn't have to have it and i think again you said that um you're looking to sort of lose weight in a really maintainable sustainable way which is fantastic and she doesn't want to do any fatty diets but that might not be a husband's goal and so maybe he would bulk that out a little bit more with some pasta some rice some more potatoes something like that and you go in for the protein um because you've got different goals is mm. absolutely fine um yeah. She also asked about websites, so like any yes. of the recipe websites. So there are so many websites and pages and people that you can follow. And some people will have their go-to websites that they use. I mean, we use BBC Good Food a lot, but that just so happens because it comes up highest. But back to it's more, if I fancy like a halloumi curry, for example, I'll just Google like halloumi curry recipes or Becky will or whatever, rather than find a website and scroll for ages i just think what do i fancy okay i don't know a recipe for that i'll just google it like mm -hmm. we have a really good chicken ramen noodle recipe which we love 
that's really nice yeah and and then once you find the recipes that you like if you you know print it out or save it and the other thing i was going to say is um the pinch of non um there's mob kitchen which is really good because you can literally go into like what style of eating you want and then it will bring you up a load of recipes so if you are you know vegetarian vegan um dairy free etc it will bring up a, a selection of recipes or say you want to base your meal around chicken so it there are options like that the same on the jamie oliver website that works the same so you can kind of you know you um select what you want from it and then it will give you a range of options then choose the things that you want to add in and we found loads of good recipes that way another thing i was gonna say is if you are looking for um books like in harrogate we have a two streets where there's like 10 charity shops oh, yeah. now is a really good time to be going in those chazers and picking up some a really good selection of cookbooks for not very much money at all um you know it's january you're gonna find loads and loads online um we went to Ottolenghi on uh saturday sunday um we were trying to buy a gift um but the salads in there Ah, could have just face planted everything, and if like <laughs> face plant a salad. If you mm. could make like um, you can, but that was I was like um, it made me just want to buy the Ottolenghi book because all of them there was a beetroot one which had like peanut butter and sesame seeds on it, mm. and it looked incredible. So they made all of and they were all veg they were all veggie based, but that's the thing like adding the flavour to the vegetables. I mean, the peanut butter one was probably like. <laughs> <laughs> like you think oh, they're really healthy and then <laughs> chicken on half a jar of pb yeah. maybe not yeah um, but yeah there was there was a sweet potato dish like i i, I, I uh, took some sneaky little pictures of what was on each one because i was like i'm going to copy you some do of love these. a salad i love a salad yeah it is just harder though in in winter like you want you just naturally want something warmer so i can mm-hmm. completely understand what she's saying there about like just yeah. alternatives but i think oh the other thing i was going to say as well was um changing how you prepare the veg so don't go for just the same like chop it all up and it's all the same all the time like spiralize it you know it, it shred it chop it make it chunky one of my favorite things to add if you do want something that is sort of like feels a little bit more substantial is corn ribs Oh, <laughs> have you never done you corn ribs? Corn. Corn, I do. I, I actually really do. Today. <laughs> What's going on? No, um, we're siding baby corn though, which we've not yeah. had for ages. And like little wizard hats, yeah. like little baby corns. We chuck those hat. back in recently. Oh, <laughs> is that what your mum used to call them? I don't think kids? so. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like wizard hats. Eat your wizard hats. Hat. That's probably got me into Harry Potter. To be fair, but yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Just making it just a little yeah. different to mix it. Corn up. ribs grilled with some. Um, how do they do it? It's like a smoky paprika. I assume they do it with like a creme fraiche, but that's what they put on it. Oh, that's nice. so nice. But like barbecue in it, mm, like it mm. just makes it just delicious. And you feel kind of like you're having something that's not just not veg. just kind of, yeah, yeah, watery veg. Well, hopefully that answered her hopefully. question. <laughs> but if, if you want more detail, then, you know, shoot us another email. Um, so we were also going to talk a little bit about a podcast that everyone's been to kind of talking about in the fitness industry at the moment, which was uh, between Stephen Butler and Tim Spector, so on Diary of a CEO. And I'm yeah. a bit torn about whether to bring it up because people now might go and listen to the podcast, but, I mean, it's fine. Um, but just to clarify and clear up a few misconceptions, if you did listen to that podcast about what Tim Spector was saying about calorie counting and exercise and all of that, so 
we'll quickly touch on that and kind of clear the air yeah. on that. So. so it's Diary of a CEO, if you have listened to it. He does have some quite inspirational guests on there. But, you know, I think, make no bones about it, that has been recorded the coming company. into January and Tim Spector is someone who is very intelligent, um, you know, knows his sciencey stuff, is some medical background, um, but does have some pretty radical and um, I wouldn't say extreme, but like, you he know, the, 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 the state the statements that he makes can be quite, you know, the pendulum that we don't want necessarily. So where you know, Lauren and I are trying to <laughs> bring some rational thinking and calm around um, fitness and nutrition. Um, that's kind of the opposite thing. Um, so one yeah. of the points that he, well, one of the statements that he made was that calories um, are, are pointless, um, which <sighs> you don't have to calorie count to lose weight. Um, saying that there's no long-term studies into calorie counting leading to success with weight loss. Well, that's because really you don't want to be calorie counting for a long time. If I asked you, Lauren, mm-hmm. to calorie count for two years, <laughs> I'd be accurate with like, it. <laughs> you know, to, we always, um, you know, if 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 a if a calorie count is used as a tool, which is what it is, um. Is one of the many methods that you can use to create a calorie deficit. Um, so yes. if it, if it is used, we would never be asking anybody to use it forever. Like that is the coming back to you know we we discussed it the other week of you don't need a sat nav once you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, James Smith uses the tracing paper analogy. Um, I think you know it's 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 a way of um, learning and knowing what you're taking in um and eventually you you should have a decent idea um and if you know if you're creating a deficit because you'll see yeah and feel the changes yeah so the damaging point he was basically making was he was saying there's no long-term study to prove that calorie counting works so people are listening to that and going oh right so calorie counting is a waste of time mm-hmm. when actually it's because there is no long-term study on calorie counting because nobody does it for long term so that's where the misconception is with that point he then goes in to say that exercise is a waste of time for weight loss and exercise does not help weight loss. And we might have touched on this actually already, yeah. but we know that we need to create a calorie deficit for weight loss or for fat loss, right? And so most of that is going to come down to your nutrition. So he's not entirely wrong in the fact that exercise isn't the best for weight loss because we don't exercise just for weight loss. We exercise for our health, our fitness, our energy, our productivity, our mental health, everything. Exercise is literally what's going to keep you like alive and moving. Um, whether or not that helps you lose weight is kind of just meh. Um, but, but that's damaging because people will listen to that that want to lose weight and go, oh, right, well, exercise is a complete waste of time then. There's no point because it's not going to help me lose weight. But it's going to help you with a million other things. And exercise will lead you to eating more mindfully around your food because nobody trains five times a week at CrossFit and then goes home and has a takeaway six times a week. Once you start being more mindful around your exercise and your health and your movement, you naturally do drift into eating more mindfully with your food as well. So they kind of go hand in hand. So to just rule out exercise because it just doesn't burn enough calories for weight loss is damaging. But that's it. This is what I mean about it almost for me. Like the I've I've listened to it 
Um, there was a lot of things that made me raise an eyebrow, but also a lot of it where, yes, you know, if if you're looking at facts, like he's not being incorrect about it. It's just the way that it's such a strong statement that it's like that clickbait thing. And and this is what generally when people are listening to podcasts, they will just pull out the little snippets of what they've heard of like, oh, right, so calories are pointless then and, and exercise is pointless then. But, you know, again, we've, we always advocate that exercise, that you don't exercise, you, you shouldn't be in the gym, like trying to burn as many calories as you want. You should be in the gym trying to like improve your technique enjoy it find something that you love it doesn't have to be exercise doesn't even have to be in a gym um but it's moving for all the reasons lauren's just said you know there are so many more benefits to it and it does go hand in hand you know if you are exercising and moving that positive action for yourself and your health also has that snowballing effect of like well right now most of my clients will say if i'm eating right then I've got more energy to go to the gym and vice versa. If I'm going to the gym, I'm more inclined to eat right. So yeah. those things really do encourage each other. Yeah. Symbiotic. Ooh. Is that the right <laughs> word? Yeah. It's know. a symbiotic relationship. I've been so struggling you, my words if you're doing, It's like the little bird on the back of the hippo. What? So the, the, the hippo takes the bird on the water and the bird cleans the bugs off the hippo I see it's what a you're mutually saying beneficial okay, yeah. relationship coming together between the yes. two yeah. yes lovely um, I quite like that analogy <laughs> I, like that <laughs> I don't know if it quite works but anyway um, yeah, so yeah. basically you know if you do one you're more likely to do the other and as I said I think if you have listened to this podcast do so and and try and keep an open mind about it if you haven't listened to it and you are now going to listen to it because you're intrigued do so with an open mind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. It was a bit of a surprising guest for me, given also that um, two other points. So Tim is uh, one of the originators of the Zoe app, which again is um, a, a weight loss, uh, su- supposedly science well, is science based. I won't say mm. supposedly. I'm not going to slag it off. Um, but it's self funded. Yeah, like research. Yeah. So it's going to be biased. Um, yeah, so there there is a level of bias there, and also <laughs> halfway through it, which I found really interesting. Stephen is uh, one of their sponsors is um, Huel mm-hmm. weight loss shakes. Yeah. So all the way through, they're talking about like you should be eating a more whole foods diet. Correct. Yeah, we should all be eating a diet based more around protein and whole foods, and that's beneficial and it's really beneficial for gut health. Which again, they talked a lot about, and it's very um, the research is very new on on benefits of gut health, on brain health. Mm-hmm. Um, hormonal health so you know we're still finding out loads about like how what we eat affects the rest of our body's functions and systems and it's really exciting and interesting time for that but i just found it really interesting that they were talking about all this stuff and then Stephen breaks in the middle to go huel's great like yeah. i love huel and i'm like but that's a meal replacement which yeah. has you know yes it's got all these added vitamins and minerals and stuff in it but that totally con- your sponsorship totally contradicts the subject and topic that's, of your podcast that's the thing people like celebrities are just sponsoring whatever they're getting endorsed by it literally is irrelevant to them what it does and what it yeah you know like 
appetite suppressing lollipops or whatever the celebrities don't even use this stuff half the time but push it out to millions of girls to use so yeah yeah, just always keep an open mind with things because people often will say i'm the doctor in theirs i've got a phd in theirs there's studies saying this but then when you actually dig into what their background is and actually the study was self-funded and actually the study was on 10 mice in a lab it's like oh actually that study is a load of bull and you know yeah you just got to keep an open mind with these things rather than going okay yeah exercise and calorie counting is a waste of time yeah there's a, there's a lot of things that you know we and that's that goes for the whole of social media i think again we've we've said it before like there's a lot of noise out there um but i think if you can focus in on the basic things of moving more up in your protein up in your vegetables trying to reduce the foods that you get out of a packet things that are processed you're not going to go far wrong and if you're focusing on doing all of these things with the your long-term health in mind um you know any steps that you make towards that are going to be beneficial. But yeah, if, you, if you're going to go listen to it, just um, just have an open mind and open ears and know that a lot of the things that um, people are, are peddling, especially at this time of year, just have a look at what they're actually selling. Yeah, selling, um, exactly. And, and use some common sense. Yeah. So um, someone asked a question about how to navigate returning to exercise or returning to something with anxiety around it. Right, so I'm not sure exactly the context of this, but maybe returning to like, well, lots of people have been anxious about returning back to work. Lots of people anxious returning back to exercise after being poorly. Um, it's a bit daunting and how can they go back into doing all that? And so my the first thing that popped into my head when you asked me the question, Linz, was like, focus on what you can control. You're going to have to restart at some point. The day has come. What can you focus on and what can you control? So it's actually the perfect question for me because today I'm going back to the gym for the first time in three weeks and it's testing day at the gym. I am not in a position to be testing my one rep max deadlift. So what can I do? I'll probably just go a bit lighter and do a few more reps. I probably won't go as hard in the AMRAP. I'll probably keep my cardio a little bit shorter. Like, I'm just going to focus on how I feel and what's going to be beneficial to me. And that's all you can do. What can you do? You have to go back to it. You have to go back to it. You, you're going back into this. Well, you don't have to. You get to. So if you switch your mindset to, oh, I get to go back to the gym. I get to go back and see my colleagues and think of it that way and focus on the things you're looking forward to doing that you get back in your life by going back. I think that's a calming, nice way to go back into things. Yeah, I think it was in the context of coming back to training after, you know, the Christmas break um, as well. But it was the, the a general question about sort of getting those feelings of anxiety when returning to sort of, you know, anything that you've not done for a, a, a while. Um, I think it is trusting your coach if you have a coach that they're not going to immediately... They know you've had a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... They're not going to throw you into, you know, a, a huge testing day or um, a really hard cardio piece that's really long and going to end up making you feel ill when you by the time you're done. Like, generally, I'll do a bit of a gentle reintroduction to the start of a year. So, and they're not and communicating as well. So, if you are feeling like that when you're returning to work, uh, returning to sort of normality after christmas like communicating with people around you that that's how you're feeling um 
is essential yeah. really if you if you do have a coach or you're you know maybe you're going into a gym um where there are um fitness instructors or you know gen- general gym staff around and you're feeling a little bit unsure like just ask for a refresh like if you're going into a globo gym and you're and it's like oh god i can't remember how to use the leg press like just say, could I just have a 10 minute just reintroduction to the machines that I'm going to use today, please, so that you know that you're doing it safely and, and also go by, you know, how you feel. Um, but yeah. And these things are never as bad as what we worry about. We hype it up in our heads. We don't yeah. sleep the night before. We anxious, we're worried. And then by the end of it, we go, oh, yeah, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. We, we do it. We just worry. I mean, yeah. I had a sleepless night, completely sleepless night before going back to work. And mm-hmm. for no reason, I didn't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I had a point. What was I going to say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Our J word that we always bring up, journaling. Yeah. If you're feeling anxious and worried about work the next day or training the next day, whatever it is, write out what, what you're feeling, why are you feeling this way, what will help calm you down, what you're looking forward to, you know, returning back to, and just reflect and calm yourself down through a little bit of yeah. journaling or whatever helps soothe you, really. A bit of TV, a bit of yoga, walking. And asking yourself, yourself and reminding yourself why you're doing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be really... <laughs> say you shouldn't be doing anything that's making you feel really anxious um but you know we've got to work yeah. <laughs> you know all of us that have got I've got jobs and um I mean I would I would be saying if it's your work that's making you anxious like maybe it's time for a new job <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty normal to feel anxious the day going back but if you're anxious every day yeah and your stomach is shrimp because I have had a job like that mm. and it was awful yeah every day like dreading going in and feeling sick and anxious and what's my boss going to be like today and oh my god not good at all so if you're in that position maybe have a look at what's going to be beneficial to you but if it is just it's been a little while and you're going back to it then yeah yeah it's just reminding yourself that you know it should be fun it should be something that if you're if you want to train um then it should be something that you are looking forward to and it's something that you should be going right this is um this is beneficial to me and I want I want it I want to do it so I I kind of what can I do to um help alleviate some of this anxiety yeah yeah yeah. and that's it it's you know write it down remind yourself of your plan and your goals and your wishes for yourself and and communicate Mm -hmm. any anxieties with someone that can help you feel reassured so again that might be a friend it might be a coach it might be a member of your local gym staff or you know somebody in your workplace so next quesa um so um i'd be interested to hear whether you think heart rate or heart rate zone training works effectively and if when doing cardio workouts you need to be at high intensity to improve your cardio fitness level like threshold or above or if steady state is effective big question yeah so what was the first part of the question does uh well firstly do we think heart rate heart rate zone training works effectively? Yeah, it does work effectively. For improving <laughs> VO2 max. Yeah, so working off thresholds and heart rates and all of those things, it does work effectively. Otherwise, people wouldn't be using them to train for marathons or whatever they're training for. Um, and you can go down, down that hole of, you know, tracking and pacing and, and numbers and heart rates and working across different thresholds and really taking it quite seriously and doing it that way. Um, which works for a lot of people or you could if you're running for example do a 5k or a 10k run and break it down your pace per kilometer and work off that but yeah at some point you're going to have to push 
your intensity you're going to have to push that level otherwise you will just stay where you are so thresholds and working off pacing and things like that is useful because then it can push you further and you can go oh I used to be running a kilometer pace at this now I'm running at this and that is you pushing your intensity yeah I mean it depends how accurate you want to be as well and what you're working towards like it is you know it's quite a I think if you're training generally for fitness and health like that's a good way to do it you need your baseline markers of like what your 5k time is or what your half marathon time is or whatever it is that you're looking to improve and then you do need a way of measuring that but I think if it's just you know general um if you don't have any of those things and it is just trying to generally improve your your capacity your aerobic capacity then you know i mean i wouldn't take a phone out running with me i'm i'm like a bit old-fashioned like that i just like to to music i don't (gasps) what i don't you can't what you don't listen to music when you run i can listen to music when i run but i don't generally listen to your breath yeah oh my god i I like i don't like not having knowing what's going on around me yeah i can't listen to music in headphones in a gym like at all but running, I have to have music on. I have to zone out. Yeah, no, I'm wow. all right with being in the world. <laughs> wow. I feel like I have music and noise around quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, we have music on at home, the TV. Generally, John will have on. Or, you know, if I'm out on my own doing a run, I'm quite happy to just be able to listen to the street noise, wow. cars passing by... I feel I feel a bit safer that way as well. I think. I, yeah, I mean, night times I wouldn't listen to music no. on a run, but yeah, I can't. I know. I, can't. I know it's. I, I and I love music, but I yeah. am just. I think sometimes I'm just like, can I just have some quiet? Yeah. My dad <laughs> kids, so maybe that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, sorry, you were saying. Uh, I've totally lost where sorry, I was. Sorry, I was so fine. shook up about you not listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you were saying about pushing the... Yeah, I think well, that's what I was going to say, is like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I don't really, I, what I would do when I was sort of trying to improve without using anything um, um, to, to track that would just be, I'd look at the clock before I went out and then look at the clock when I got in. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you can see, you can't, it is very general, but if you're only needing it for like your own personal sort of like, I want to improve my times, then you can see that you've knocked around a minute or, you know, around by the, you know, four or five weeks that you've you've knocked five minutes off your 5k time. Yeah. Then, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm the same. Like, I don't wear watches. I never wear watches. I hate wearing them. So I don't do any kind of pacing or anything. If I go for a 5k run, I've got Strava on my phone, which I do take with me for music. Yeah. Um, so I can see if that's getting faster or not, if that's something I care about. Also at the gym, you know, if we're testing week one, we're retesting week 12, I kind of know if I'm getting mm. better. I also know during workouts, like, oh, I did this one a few weeks ago and I'm recovering faster or I'm feeling just fitter in myself. I guess I've been training long enough to know if I'm where I'm at with my cardiovascular yeah. fitness. But I don't go down the numbers and tracking route because I'm not training for anything that really yeah. requires that. And I hate wearing watches. And yeah. I don't like numbers, yeah. so it's not really for me either. But they do work, and it is helpful, and it is yeah. useful for people. So yeah, it comes to goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like I record obviously for clients, yeah. time <clears throat> splits, um, like strokes, like whatever mm-hmm. it is that they they're wanting to improve. And I think you do need to have a record and keep a record if you have a specific goal. Um, yes. Uh, Threshold training obviously is going to push up that aerobic capacity. Steady state is effective, but again, if you're wanting to get faster, that steady state 
should be <laughs> should be increasing yeah your yeah. steady state should be um higher it's like yeah. you know if if you're it's like you're increasing your 10 rep max you know if you, if you're going well i'm i want to try and get my um it's like what what's the way of doing it if um trying to make your one rep max your five rep max mm-hmm. to, to to your 10 rep max yeah, you know slowly just, and increase. slowly increasing that yeah. um that volume so it might be that you're increasing the time that you're running um the time that you're actually out running um or that you are doing the same distance in a shorter length of time yeah. Yeah, which is why it's important also to mix in like intervals with your training. So yeah. it's like not just steady state, not just hit, but working in through intervals or hill sprints or you know, slow and long steady state, like mixing up the different variations of Yeah, that's cardio, what we were saying before, isn't it? Like just making zones. sure you've got a variety of different stimulus. Um, and also um, I think it's really important that if it's running that you're doing um, to do some run specific exercises so you have stability of your ankles knees hips that your calves are strong that everything is firing as it should be you know um i think i've got a client at the minute who's training for her first marathon and that's Mm -hmm. something that they're we're we're working into her strength sessions because the last thing you want to do is like you're building up your time but then everything's not had time to sort of your ligaments and tendons aren't really prepared for it and Mm -hmm. you know it's trying to make sure that you are stable fit and strong um as well as putting in all that time away from me Mm -hmm. really so it's like trying to do those extra extra bits and you can't be running every single day like if you're following a, a training plan as she is um that you know she has days where she just walks and she has days where she walk runs and then she has days where she's doing a faster run and then a steady state run and yeah. you know so yeah yeah, mix yeah it my clients in Leeds and there's a big apparently like a 1.2 one. mile hill or something in it yeah so she's out there doing her hills yeah that's what she's Not doing for me. Not for me. yeah um what was i gonna say again my brain has gone to mush i don't know but you could come back to it if you like no. you'll remember when we've finished i don't think I we've imagine. got any other questions we have we've got the oat milk oh. question oh you take it away and i'll think about what i was <laughs> so i need to find it so basically one of my clients had seen a video um, from an influencer, a fit fluencer. Um, Do you is know oat- who the influencer is? No, I don't. Oh. Is oat milk bad for you? Um, as an influencer, she's put in inverted commas, said on Instagram, it is bad for you. And you're basically drinking a glass of oil. Dun, 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 dun. Or coffee with oil. Oh. Devastating. So, I mean, really, plant-based milks do have some oil in them and to varying degrees, and that's what gives them that kind of creamy texture. So, you know, if you're really interested... um, In ingredients. In ingredients, then you're going to be checking that anyway. Um, Really? Are you drinking oil? (laughs) Are you you drinking oil? If you're putting a little bit on your cereal or you're having some... I mean, if it was dangerous... I don't think it'd actually be passed for human consumption, um, is one thing I would yeah. say. How so, much you know. you're actually consuming of it, really? Like yeah. when you look at how much is in the milk and whatever's going in, and then how much you're actually putting in your coffee. Like, if, well, if you enjoy that milk and it tastes good, and, and that's you're, what's you know you're dairy free yeah. for whatever reason, and that's your choice of um, alternative. 
then you know unless yeah you're drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of it i don't really think there's any need to worry remember as we said before with <laughs> i've got my head in my hands you're literally looking so like in despair right now because like i mean instagram is great for some things but the people with the strongest views get the most um attention it's the clickbait yeah they might not even believe it It themselves it is and it's just like what people make these sweeping statements about things and demonize things it's like but if that's somebody's choice because they have another choice of things that they don't want to eat or physically can't have because they have an allergic reaction to it or an intolerance to it, mm. then like, that's really not helpful, is it? Um, you know, we have oil in like a lot of foods and we add oil to things, to cooking. It doesn't necessarily make them bad. Um, and yeah, I think, again, just a little bit of... Rational thinking, common sense, and go, you know, if if this was not fit for human consumption, it would not be on supermarket shelves. Um, yeah, the, I think the, the whole oat slash plant-based and then the whole dairy industry um, uh, arguments, so, you know, some people are not going to drink dairy for several reasons of their own and fine and some people are going to be you know soya products uh taking up you know we're chopping down trees and rainforests mm-hmm. like unfortunately a lot of that comes down to like overconsumption doesn't it mm-hmm. um i mean that's a whole other a whole other topic but you know whatever you choose to do for you like yeah if you'd like oat milk stick with oat milk. yeah you'll be crack, all right crack right on as long as you know you've got a nice varied diet and that's not all you're drinking yeah. <laughs> i think you're good to go yeah well i never thought of what that thing was so well, that's that then yeah that's that as soon as i press stop it will come to me but yeah, it will yeah well right down we'll do it you just week. have to do a little insta insta post on it there's yeah. always something that we think about and then we don't end up saying it i know there'll be something <laughs> on here yeah um yeah thanks for listening team keep the questions coming in and see you next week if you're listening let us know because i get a little buzz every time someone goes oh i loved your podcast oh i listen to your podcast and if we don't know you definitely message i love that yeah definitely i think it's um also please if you are listening and you are enjoying it share it yeah tell people tell the world spread the love yeah, if, some, if you found a podcast really helpful or there was a nugget in there that you're like, wow, that is super helpful, it would be super helpful for someone else. So just share it up to your stories or wherever and just, you know, hype us up and then we get lots more people listen hype and then up. lots more people learn we'll some give stuff. You, we'll give you a um, Ferrero Rocher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of Ferrero Rocher to give out, so yeah, we'll give you one of those. I just this morning threw away, and that might be quite bad, but they're probably yeah, a bit dry and um, well, soggy, actually. Crackers from Christmas. Soggy crackers? I, well, I had a little box, a little Tupperware, which I'd put from when we had cheese and biscuits. Mm. I had a little Tupperware of, like, crackers for cheese mm. in, and it's just staring at me, and I'm like, it's there. And I'd, <laughs> I'm just, I'm mixing my Tupperwares. I'm running short on Tupperwares, so I've just picked all have. sorts of things in different in with different foods um, and I, I put two shortbread biscuits in there as well and I was like right I'm not having you staring at me anymore I'm not eating you get in the bin I need the Tupperware for my eggs that's a sad that's a sad thing <laughs> buy shortbread this is needed for eggs 
Well, I'll take your eggs on the go. Yeah, did some boiled eggs yesterday. Oh, right, yeah, fair. I was was imagining, like, just scrambled eggs in a tub. Oh, no, no, boiled eggs, no. Because I was like, last week was so full on that I realised I was just, I was, I wasn't eating, I didn't have time Mm. to stop and actually physically eat a meal. Um, So I was like, I need to have some more, like, whole food snacks prepared this this week. week. So, yeah, and I did some, cut some carrot and tomatoes, baby bell, blueberries, all the Mm -hmm. same thing. Nice. Not the same Tupperware. So healthy. You're so healthy. Well, don't what know about that. That's only because I've eaten my body weight in pizza this weekend, Lauren. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all balanced. Right. Yeah. We'll stop ranting. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Lucy. Love you. Bye. Bye. Remembered what I was going to say. I was just going to say um, if you're interested in joining the running club, um, just pop your number over on Instagram or Facebook or email one of us your number and I'll add you to the WhatsApp group if you needed any support or accountability or friends to go running with. Okay. Bye.